Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grieving is difficult. I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, you'll discover what you are experiencing physically and emotionally is normal. Healing is possible. Remember, love always wins. Life will get better. Episode 26. In episode 26, M talks to me about emotional storms. Much like a thunderstorm that rolls in and pounds us with hail and lightning and, and loud crashes of thunder, our emotions also roll in the same way, and they roll out the same way. I invited M to breakfast at the French bakery shop. The bakery shop was quaint and cozy with many nooks for privacy. We easily found a private table. The coffee was strong, fresh, dark, and hot. When M arrived, we took trays and went through a line. We both ordered vegetarian omelets. M chose a croissant, and I chose a baguette to go with our omelets. When we finished eating, I signaled a waitstaff person to clear our table. I took M's cup in mine, walked to the coffee bar, and refilled the cups. On the way back with the coffees, I passed by the roaring fireplace and felt a lump in my heart. Babe and I often sat by this fireplace on Sunday mornings. I returned to M with our coffees. M caught my melancholy look. What's wrong, Ray? I shrugged. Only a memory. She smiled. One day the same memory will come back and you'll say thank you for the memory. It was good. It was all good. I changed the subject. I've never experienced emotional storms with wind gusts reaching hurricane strength. The storms are a common occurrence for me, M. They strike at times of their choosing. An hour after I wrote my journal yesterday, I'm listening to music. One of our favorite songs played. My emotions began overwhelming me. I couldn't stop the tears. How do I handle these storms when they arrive in full force at unpredictable times and places, M? M offered a soft smile and a question. When the tears and shaking stopped, what did you do? I gave Emma a quizzical look. She said softly but firmly, What did you do? I moved the clothes out of the washer into the dryer. I made a healthy salad to go with supper, and I put more bird seed in the bird feeder. Why? I am hearing you say you had an emotional storm, Ray. You weathered it, and you chose to go on living. You didn't crawl into a shell and feel sorry for yourself. You didn't go to bed and try to go to sleep. You didn't call family or a friend and dump your emotions. You didn't go to a memory box and feed the emotions. Am I right? I didn't respond. I looked away. What's your problem, Ray? You had an emotional storm. It came. It brought its winds. You survived. More will come. You will survive. You'll survive as long as you choose to live when the storm ends. Are you dismissing my emotional storm, Em? Did you forget how much it hurt? I had an edge in my voice. Em was patient. She held her thoughts. Then she spoke softly. No, I didn't forget. I still have my storms. You're not unique. Each time you or I or anyone in a similar space makes it through an emotional storm, we become stronger. We endured it. We didn't turn to alcohol or drugs. We didn't run into the bedroom, take a sleeping pill, and hope to wake up after it's over. We're stronger, more resilient, tougher than we were before the storm struck. M's words settled my emotions. 
During the stomps, I can't get traction in. My wheels are spinning. How do I move on? Moving on for a half century was always moving with babe. Now I'm moving alone. I'm grieving, if you know what I mean, I said. I know what you mean. Try not to fight the stomps. It may help. How am I, ass? It's not easy. The first step, Ray, is to recognize it when it happens. Then do a self-check. Ask yourself what you're feeling. Name the emotions to yourself. Then do a physical check. Slowly go through each part of your body to see where the emotional storm is striking. It might be in clenched fist. It might be in a clenched jaw. You'll find it. Then release the tension in those areas. I'll try it, Em. I know I won't have to wait long before another storm strikes, I said. You're doing okay, Ray. You're not passing things off. You're facing the tough moments and seeing them through. You're not backing off. Lots of people call it different things. Courage, strength, grit, stubbornness, whatever it is. It will see you through. By facing the tough moments, you're becoming stronger and made whole again, little by little, Em said. I appreciated Em's encouragement. Maybe I was making progress, even though I couldn't see it. I said, is there something else I can do, anything to move on? I want to call you and tell you I'm having the happiest day in a long time. But I haven't had a chance to give you that call yet. It will happen, Ray. Hang in there. The emotions I felt when I was in your place felt like ocean waves. They flowed and ebbed. Eventually, the spacing between the waves became greater and the size of the waves smaller. Are you having a bit of rest and peace between the storms? Be honest with me, Em asked. Yes, I have periods of peace and rest between the storms. I smiled at my argument. You're making progress. If you were an independent observer studying you, what would the observer see? If one were to observe me without knowing anything that happened to me in the past year, they would see a man living alone. He cooks healthy meals, keeps an organized and neat home, interacts well with people. He is outgoing and sociable. He enjoys exercise, reading, and writing. He has no visible bad habits. They would conclude I'm emotionally healthy. Their perception may not be reality. M jumped in. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe their perception is reality. Perhaps they're right and you can't see what they see. Let's say the truth lies somewhere in the middle. What can you do to make tomorrow better than today? It's all about small steps consistently taken. I reflected for a moment on M's question. Are you asking me to make a commitment to do something every day? M smiled. You can sit in front of your computer and go through photos of Barb and you. That's doing something. But it's doing the kind of thing that's going to keep you in the same space. What you choose to do has to connect today to tomorrow. It can't tie today back to yesterday. Yesterday is history, Ray. You don't get a second chance to live it again. Don't misunderstand me. There will come a time when it will be good for you to go back and see the photos and let them fill you with happy memories. Now they only bring back pain. I knew Em was right. Photos of us, images of places we went, all brought my raw emotions to the surface. Well, what are you planning to do to make progress against the emotional storms? Even if the steps are small steps, Em asked. I looked away and watched help bust the tables. I saw two women having lunch together. I saw a group of four people laughing and enjoying life. I took a deep breath and reflected for a moment on Em's question. Then I turned back to her and said, I am not going to make it complicated. I am going to make four promises to myself. Em's interest peaked. 
He said, tell me more. My first promise is if I fall down, I will not stay down and feel sorry for myself. I will get up and get going. My second promise is to find meaning in Babe's death and use it to create a sense of purpose in my life. That is another good one, right? It took me a while to discover meaning in Peter's death. Once I did, I became an activist in promoting stronger legislation against striving under the influence. I knew at that moment my suffering wasn't meaningless. I could see the distant pain of Peter's death in M's eyes. I nodded, then said, My third promise is to love and forgive myself. I've learned the most important person in the grieving process is me. I am the person life asks to continue living. If I don't, everything else will disappear. Before I can love anyone or anything else, I must learn to love myself. It's easy for me to become consumed with grieving. Once it takes hold, it's hard to shake off. I do lots of things, often forgetting to do the most important thing, love myself. M smiled and nodded. She said, learning to love and forgive oneself is hard work. If you don't do the work, you will remain in your self-imposed prison. The door to your prison is unlocked. You don't need a key. All you need to do is open the door and dare to walk through. M's words took me aback. For a moment, my mind visualized a large oak door. I saw myself walking toward it with a key in my hand, my arm outstretched. Then I heard M's voice echoing in my mind. The door is open. Dare to walk through. M's voice brought me back. Forgiveness is waiting on the other side of the doorway. It would be wonderful if all who grieved would let go of guilt and regret and not let them consume their thoughts and dreams. You're fortunate. You lived your life with Barb in a way where you don't carry guilt or regret with you. Guilt and regret add terrible burdens to the people who are grieving. I understand them. I listen to the women in my grieving groups. Those who express feelings of guilt or regret seem to feel there was no way out of their suffering because they couldn't undo what time took from them. M took a deep breath. Love and forgive yourself is an ongoing work. It's never over. When we forgive ourselves, we free ourselves to let go of that part of the past that makes us feel guilty and weighs us down with regret-laden memories. We let go of incidents, words said or left unsaid, actions taken or never taken, and we turn our attention to where we are today. We begin to shape the direction of our lives. We look at what lies behind us as blessings. We begin to look forward with hope. True M, in the end, we're like the prodigal son. We return home and we ask God for forgiveness. The hardest part of forgiveness for me is looking in the mirror and forgiving myself. I'm going to say ciao. I know I didn't tell you my fourth promise. I feel like I want to journal about the small good things I did for babe before I continue. Em rose to greet me. We hugged. She said, I'll bust the table. I hope you enjoyed episode 26. I made some promises I intend to keep. In episode 27, I journal about the small good things that I did for babe. I hope you'll join me. Have a great day. Good things are coming your way. Believe it. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, looking on the bright side at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, I want to share your grieving experience with me. Please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. Have a great day. Stay strong.
and never quit, never give up.